Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our YouTube feed, 94 WIP. Check it out. Video podcast there, and of course, the best of WIP. Openings to shows, rants, AJ Browner review. Check it all out there, 94 WIP. Check it out on YouTube. All right, so a couple days ago when the Eagles talked out at the Combine in Indianapolis, and we went through my biggest takeaways yesterday, and there was a lot of really big stuff, I think, that came out from the Howie and Nick Sirianni press conferences. But one that I that really caught my attention and I want to dive into here because it really will, will dictate, I think, the success or failure of the 2024 Eagles. And that is the offense, whose offense it is, and how it's going to look. So let's backtrack about a month ago when the Eagles had obviously moved on from Brian Johnson. And the idea was going to be that they were going to hire someone to help freshen up and revamp the offense and really take control of this offense. That's the way it was said. That's the way it was reported. Someone's going to come in here and and run an offense, run the offense. And when the Eagles hired Kellen Moore, that was the implication in my mind, that this is going to be Kellen Moore's offense that the Philadelphia Eagles run. And I don't know what changed. I don't know what happened. My theory is that Nick Sirianni, you know, has heard the noise for about a month that he doesn't do anything around here, that he was probably very frustrated and maybe even taken aback at a question at the press conference a couple of weeks ago with, it's like, basically the office space, what do you do around here thing? So I'm not surprised a prideful coach kind of got his back up a little bit and, and changed the story at the combine to where it's now going to be the Eagles offense and the word mesh was in there, that they're going to mesh the offenses, mesh the offense between what Kellen Moore likes to do and what the Eagles do well. And I'm here to tell you, that is a really bad idea. Really bad. Like, if the Eagles want to have success in 2024, I want less cooks in the kitchen, not more cooks in the kitchen. Kellen Moore has a track record of success. Kellen Moore is a track record of handling offenses, of calling plays, and getting a lot of high-level production. I'm always going to throw last year out because it felt like Herbert was banged up from the beginning, and that Chargers season was a disaster in a lot of ways. So I'm not going to hold back or hold against Kellen Moore what happened last year because obviously Herbert went... And you look at all his numbers and look at the record. They went backwards last year. But I think that was more of a function of Herbert's injury, the age on that team, the head coach, all that kind of stuff. But if you look at the track record of Kellen Moore with the Dallas Cowboys, he's got top five finishes in offense. I mean, he had one of the more productive offenses in the NFL for years. And he was looked at just a few years ago as a future head coaching candidate. In fact, the Eagles interviewed him for their head coaching job. So when you go out and get a Kellen Moore, this is not like a low-level, you know, offensive assistant who you're now giving the opportunity to be a head coach. If you're giving Kellen Moore the reins, let him have the reins. And if Nick Sirianni is going to be the CEO type, then let him do that. Because it felt to me, listening the other day, like he still wants some input on the offense. He still, you know, obviously more sort of call the plays because that's the way the Eagles have set this thing up now since the middle or, you know, after the first third or so of Sirianni's 
first season, yeah, midway through Sirianni's first season, where Steichen took over the play calling and the team exploded. So I'm, I'm not that that we know that Kellen Moore will call the plays, but whose plays are he is he calling? And you know, I, I think it'd be better for the Eagles this offseason to give Jalen Hurts the playbook ASAP. You know, we've heard all the stories over the years that Jalen Hurts has had. You know, some has taken some time to really become comfortable with offenses with new coordinators, and he's had a lot of different ones. You go back to Dable and Loxley, and obviously Lincoln Riley and Shane Steichen and Doug Peterson, and and uh, you know Brian Johnson wasn't really a new, a new one in terms of familiarity and or the playbook, but it was a new signal caller. But you know, he's had a lot of different signal callers in a very short time, in, you know, playing at a high level of football, like post high school. Jalen Hurts had a ton, and and the way it always seems to go is that first year, you know, it's kind of choppy, and then if he ever gets a second year, well, you saw what happened to that 22, he almost was the MVP of the league. So I, I think we have a little track record now where the, the more information, the earlier in the study for Jalen Hurts, the better the product could be at the end. So, I, you know, I don't want the Eagles to spend the next five months trying to design an offense that looks a little bit like last year's offense, but a little bit like of what Kellen Moore likes to do. I don't think that's good for anybody. This Eagles offense needs to be freshened up into where it needs to be changed. They need to think of new ideas. Last year, among NFL teams, the Chargers were eighth in two tight end sets. It's not something we saw the Eagles do very much. Now, part of that was personnel. Dallas Goddard was their only good tight end. They did lose him for a few weeks. You're not going to put two tight ends on the field when you don't think either are any good anyway with Calcaterra or Stoll or whatever. Those guys are backup tight ends. I think there's a real chance this offseason the Eagles attack the tight end position, whether it be in the draft. Uh, The Sanders kid from Texas has my eye. Obviously, Brock Bowers is an enormous prospect. And I mentioned yesterday on the Midday Show, I would explore an opportunity in the first round if he starts falling down the board. Because you look at Brock Bowers and it's like, it's anywhere between 5 to 18 or 19. You know, if he if he's there past 16, 17, I'm making phone calls from Howie Rose and I'm trying to move up the board to get a Brock Bowers. But that being said, Kellen Moore will run two tight end sets. The Eagles didn't really do that. You know, Kellen Moore will have the quarterback under center. The Eagles didn't really do that. That's the kind of stuff, you know, they could call the plays whatever they want. You know, they, they could try to marry verbiage if they want to help out Jalen Hurts and help out the offensive players with an easier transition. But this better be Kellen Moore's offense. It better be. Because you don't bring Kellen Moore in to run a derivative of Nick Sirianni's offense. I mean, you know, Sirianni the other day talked about they'll, they'll take what they do well here and mesh it with what Kellen's offense does well. What do the Eagles do particularly well? Like last year, just and, and I, you give me some, you give me nice numbers if you want, and I know the Eagles had some rankings within, let's say, the top ten of the league. But just aesthetically, watching them, were they a dominant running team? They were not. Were they a dominant quarterback running team? They obviously were not. Were they a dominant pass blocking team? I would say they were not. Did the quarterback get rid of the football quickly? He did not. Were they a an efficient down the field throwing offense? They were not. Now, there were all these things in 2022, but they weren't last year. So what exactly are we taking from last year's Eagles offense that we just have to desperately keep? I, mean, I don't I don't think there's much. I think there's elements to what these players do that you could say, all right, well, Devontae runs this route really well. Let's keep this in. But there's, I'm sure there's 
eight routes in Kellen Moore's offense that are very similar, if not the same kind of thing. So we just could throw you know the Devontae route there. I, I don't think we have to overcomplicate this. Sirianni right now needs to stay out of the offensive planning. Like, week in, week out, I get it. He's an offensive mind. He's the head coach. He wants to set the tone. You know, we need to run it more this week. We need to throw it on them. You know, Sirianni says, I was looking at film. They're really weak at slot corner. We should attack that. Like, that's that's fine. He's the head coach. I imagine John Harbaugh does that. I imagine Mike McCarthy did a lot of that with Kellen Moore. The head coach should do that. What is the overall plan for the week? And, and how can I assist you, Kellen, in making sure we get to that and, and make sure we, we handle that during the week of practice to be ready for Sunday. That's fine. I have no problem with that. An overarching idea from Sirianni week to week on how we want to play this particular game. They are weak up front. Let's attack them downhill running. Cool. And then let Kellen Moore go to work. Like that's the kind of stuff I want from Sirianni. So when he talking about meshing the offenses, I hope. I hope it is just him with his back up a little bit, him with his antennas up that everyone thinks he has to do anything around here and try to show everyone like, no, I'm still part of this whole thing. I'm not just a CEO, but I actually think it'd be better for the Eagles, for Kellen Moore, for Jalen Hurts, if he is just that CEO, if he gets out of the way and lets Kellen Moore run the offense. The other thing I was thinking about with all this is I want some clarity. I want clarity on the players. I want clarity on the their ability so let's say you know they run the full Kellen Moore offense and we know Dak Prescott played very well in that offense well if Jalen Hurts succeeds you could say all right you know what maybe this is this was really what he needed he needed to be under center more he needed to get the football out of his hands quicker he needed to go down the Dak path who was a very athletic quarterback when he was young but has kind of evolved here still has he's an athlete and can move but doesn't run as much, doesn't run for as many touchdowns. I mean, he's just a different kind of player, and that's post-ankle injury, but also as he gets into his 30s. And as Jalen Hurts evolves, that is going to be interesting to watch, you know, can and, and will he be willing to do that? And I've asked this question for a long time. You know, does Jalen Hurts want to be the next Cam Newton or the next Russell Wilson? And neither are bad things, but they are different things. And what I mean by that is the longevity and the way they played. Cam was basically done by 30. Just 29-30, he was cooked because all the hits he took, all the running he did. Russell Wilson was able to evolve, and I know it's it's gone bad now, but he had a longer shelf life in terms of the evolution of his game. I believe they were drafted one year apart, Cam Newton and, and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, I would say, stayed viable for about three to four extra years of being a high-level, top-five-ish quarterback because of, of the way he evolved his game. Cam didn't. So we're going to find out with Jalen Hurts. And I want a full scope of what that looks like with Kellen Moore's offense. If it's a, a conglomeration, if it's a meshing, then I'm not sure we have the answer after the season. The other thing that was on my mind is, as Sirianni spoke, it's about meshing of the offenses. And I go back to 2020, which is the worst Eagles season we've seen around here in a long time. Um, you could put it up there with 2012. Um, there's not many, though, that really fit the bill. 98. I mean, really just horrendous Eagles seasons that can't be explained other than just like you want to vomit. Like it was that bad watching it. Uh, I guess you go back to 05, but even that one, you know, it's kind of understandable in retrospect with, with Donovan and T.O. and all that kind of stuff. But there's not many. I mean, there's like a, four or five of these kind of seasons in the last, you know, almost two and a half decades. It, it doesn't happen very often. It's like once every five years, four, you know, six years, you get 
uh, like, oh, that kind of season. And let's not have another one, but 2020 was one. And part of the reason, I think, along with Wentz just going bad, was the Eagles, remember that year, they didn't hire an offensive coordinator, but they wanted to freshen up Doug Peterson's offense. So they had a whole bunch of offensive assistants. Uh, Scangarello was in here. Marty Morningweg was in here. They tried a whole bunch of things. I believe Kevin O'Connell was the guy that actually wanted to hire as the offensive coordinator, but he wouldn't take the job because he wasn't going to be a play caller here. Well, he obviously made the right decision, and his career moved him up the ladder to now, uh, obviously, the Minnesota Vikings head coach. He's done a nice job there, but they didn't have a coordinator. And what they had was a meshing, a conglomeration of offenses for that season. And you know what it looked like? A hot mess. There was no continuity. There was no flow. They, they didn't, you know, they tried to incorporate other elements of other offenses, but it didn't really fit. I, I don't think that works. I think you have to have an offense, and then you could have concepts or plays or things you steal and you find a way to incorporate it, but you can't mesh multiple offenses on the fly in an offseason with a head coach on the hot seat, with a coordinator trying to figure himself back out, with a quarterback trying to figure himself back out. It just feels like way too much. And I think in 2020, it showed us too many cooks in the kitchen does not always yield a really good meal. And the Eagles have to be very cognizant about that. I, I know Sirianni doesn't want to feel like he's just, you know, he's a waste of time here. But I think the reason the Eagles kept him, and, and the one thing he probably still does well, is the players tend to like him. And I do think the stuff and his messaging and his meetings and the way he tries to set the tone, you know, before either a week of practice, a day of practice, training camp, I think that stuff he does do, do well. So, so dive into that. I mean, focus on reconnecting yourself to your team. Focus on calming yourself down the sidelines. Focus on making sure Jalen Hurts understands what the team and franchise needs out of him as a leader. Work on calming yourself and, and, and players that have high emotions down, like an A.J. Brown. That's where Sirianni should be right now in his offseason you know, think tank right now. It's not, and, and he could also think about philosophy, how much they want to throw to backs, how much they want to run versus pass. That stuff is where Sirianni needs to hone in on his own core values. Let Kellen Moore get in the lab and create an offense that will work with these weapons, with Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. That's what the Philadelphia Eagles need to do. That's what they need right now out of their head coach. Because if you start meshing these offenses, if that if that becomes the be-all and the end-all for the next few weeks of, of, of this offseason here, I think it's going to be a problem for the Philadelphia Eagles. I, and I don't want that. I, I want this offense to get back to being what we all know it was two years ago, which was excellent. It was an excellent offense. And I it's my belief that when you try to mesh multiple offenses, it just comes out messier than than you want it to be. It, become, it becomes a messier you know, situation where there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Sirianni, more. You go in your office. I'll go in mine. I'll pop in. I'll tell you what I think we need to do this week, and we figure it out. You figure out the best plays to get us there. Do I want the offenses to mesh? No. That sounds like a bad idea. Let Callum Moore cook all by himself in the kitchen. Give him space. Give him time. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Lot to do as we are two weeks away, two weeks away from NFL free agency. And of course, the MLB season starts, well, for everybody, uh, about a month from today, which is awesome. Appreciate it. We're listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We'll talk soon.